How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hashtag Spread the Sand Season 3. I'm your host, Dylan Thompson, and with me in today's episode is Nico Perea, current U.S. beach soccer national team player. Nico and I talk about his collegiate soccer experience at Syracuse University, how he got introduced to beach soccer, his debut in the World Cup qualifiers, and finally, his most recent experience in Russia for the World Cup itself. If you have a second, please like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on because it helps grow the show and the beautiful game along with it. Without further ado, hashtag spread the sand season three, episode five with Nico Perea. So I have to ask, because I've been to upstate New York and you're from Florida, so I have to ask, how was the switch up from Florida to upstate New York? Uh, it was actually easy. So yeah. Many people think, you know, why? No, you definitely, you know, must have hated the weather or must have been a, a shock to you. But for some reason, when I when I visited Syracuse, when I was in upstate New York, I just fell in love with the the that like fall weather vibe you for know, the, sure the leaves changing and it always being cool as in like weather-wise um i remember when i visited it was it was in that transition between one day that i was there was nice and cool no snow yet i was there for like three or four days and then by the end of my trip it started snowing and i just was like wow, this is like a magical place i want to be here done set and like no no other you know that's it dude they timed yeah. your recruiting visit is what it sounds like for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was sealed it was sealed i was like oh, i love this place this is this is it and um and i didn't mind it you know you're always in a building when you're when you're in school like when we uh played soccer uh, when we started uh, the, the the semester, it was in August, so it was nice. It was great weather, it, maybe 80 degrees, 70 degrees. And as the season went on, it was never the temperature was never a, a factor where you're like, oh man, this is this is horrible to play in. Once you start again, if you if you were that team that made it to the NCAA championship, now that's when the weather really like starts you know it's like oh man we're deep in this like it, we're deep in november it's getting cold but you like it because you know you're going deep in the tournament as well sure sure but, you all made it to the sweet 16 at least one of the years i saw right yeah 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 my my sophomore year and my senior year we both made it to the, the sweet 16. Dude. my freshman year we it was i think we won like two games oh dude that's a that's a sick turnaround though yeah, yeah, I know. So our, our coach was, uh, it was his second year as the coach, but we were his first recruiting class. Oh, so wow. um, he made a, a turnaround to that program. And right now they're just one of the best programs in the nation. Every year there's an MLS draft, draftee in the, in, in the program. So it, it's it's amazing what they've done. And, and cough, cough, a, a beach soccer national team player. So yeah, uh, I have to ask, because I generally ask this to athletes that I that I talk with about, you know, how their college uh, experience kind of shaped them. What what would you say some takeaways are from playing at Syracuse and, and that like you, you know, that shaped you as a player? If right. any. Yeah. So, I mean, the structure, I guess, it, I guess it also depends on the type of program you're in and, you know, who the coach is, but the structure that uh, Ian McIntyre, the coach at the time and the, the coach currently, um, the structure that he set for us and the, I guess the, um, how would I say this? The expectations he had for us. Sure. Yeah. Like he really, he put everything on us in the sense, like, you know, he believed in us and, he really expected us to be at our highest standard all the time, all the time. And even when, you know, walking as, you know, wearing the Syracuse crest, he was always saying like, you know, we have to be an exceptional athlete, but also just be proud of what you're doing. And those standards, just something that I always remembered. And I always kept going through, you know, my career and to this day. Um, And uh, yeah that's something that, 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 that always stuck with me, you know, the, the, the level of, and passion he had for the game as well. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why I really, really liked Mac as a coach, Mm -hmm. the passion for winning and just being, 
just in the game grinding and no matter what the outcome was, he would just be, you know, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be number one. That passion, he like, he gave us some of that. He trickled some of that, that passion into us. And that's something that, you know, will always be with me. Dude, having a coach that, that you want to play for is what it sounds yeah, like ultimately. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Having a coach that like motivates you all from top down, like ready to yeah. go. Type deal. Cause it, it's hard to find those coaches sometimes. Like, I mean, I, even in, when I was uh, after Syracuse, you know, I played at um, USL a couple places, right? Yeah. At USL, I played at Toros. I played in Indy and then in um, NASL, I played in Jacksonville Armada, lots of different coaches. Some of those coaches you would, you know, Put your heart on the line for and some of them you're just like oh, man this guy's not you know he's yeah 100 percent. yeah, yeah. You, just, you just don't really feel for, for the guy you just don't really understand the philosophy or whatever it may be but yeah mac was just one of those coaches that you know you would just lay anything on the line for to this day i, I do the same thing yeah that's that's amazing to hear for sure and i i think that definitely i, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that right like you gotta yeah, be I able mean, to believe in your coach yeah, I'm sure like a lot of players, like even when they had club coaches and, you know, you can name someone who you're like, oh, man, that guy just gave me that, you know, he had it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had it. He gave me that extra bit. And then I was just fired up for everything. You know? So playing in the those couple or opportunities to play for USL teams, like was that like an aspiration for you like to maybe make it to the USL or even the MLS post, you know, your experiences there? So yeah, I, during my time at, at Syracuse, my last year, we were having a great run. We were ranked number one in the nation for quite a while. And um, a few of our names were being buzzed around and, you know, for the MLS draft. I unfortunately wasn't one of those who ended up going to the MLS draft. But then afterwards, um, yeah, my dream was to, to play professional soccer, whether that's, you know, MLS or USL was just to be a professional and uh, I was able to do that. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make that jump to the MLS. You know, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, a lot of people say different things, you know, it's politics, it's this, you need to know the right people. You just, you need to uh, be the right player, blah, blah. I never really paid attention too much to it. I just, you know, try to do my best on the field for whatever team I was, I was part of. Um, I am a certain type of player that not many coaches, I guess, or not many goes unseen. Let's just say I do the dirty work. You know, I do the running for the team. I'm not on the stat sheet. I'm that guy that is in the middle. That's just like, you know, everybody knows that the important work is what it sounds like, but I hear, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not on the yeah. stat sheet, but definitely the guy who built up the play to the stat maybe. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was always like a, a lose lose battle to try to get my name out there and try to be one of those guys who are, I guess, talked about in like top tour soccer and all those like websites that were back in the day or those publications back in the day. Um, but um, I was happy with what I did. You know, I was able to play two years in NASL, two years in uh, Toros with the in the Houston reserves, and then uh, a little less than a year with Indy Eleven, and we were able to go with Indy Eleven to the, I think the, the regional finals, or the Eastern Conference Finals, something. Yeah, but I, I was happy with what I did, and you know I have no regrets. I met tons of great people. Some of my best friends to this day are are from the USL, and you know people that I played with. So. I'm happy with, with what I did. Yeah. Definitely can't go wrong with relationships built. I hear you on that. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Yeah. Just like um, the relationships I built in beach so far. Oh dude. Like that, that's Amazing. One of the, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, one of the things that I love, love about soccer and love about the sport. Like I, I would have never a year ago, never would have guessed I would have met you, uh, Sandro, all those guys that come came down to the NBSL. Um, Dude, the fact that you named Sandro, though, that's that's freaking really <laughs> The NBSL tournaments, like I was just like, man, this is like a great group of people. Everybody's here to have fun, play soccer, spread the sand, you know. Just oh, dude, my man, plug. Yeah, in. yeah. So it was just, uh, it was, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So that's a great segue uh, to talk a little bit about your beach soccer, uh, you know, experience and all that great stuff. Obviously, now you're on the national team, having had a CONCACAF qualifier under your belt 
a World Cup under your belt now, which is, you know, fantastic. And we're so glad, you know, as hard as it is to get to the World Cup for one and then compete with all those teams that, you know, potentially do or do not have more support than maybe we're at right now, which is fair Um, or maybe unfair, so to speak. But um, the one thing I did want to talk about is so when was that kind of like introduced to you? Like, I know you've had a lot of experience, obviously playing, you know, grass and then playing for the USL. Like at what point of time? Because I know you had a couple camps prior to even like the most recent camps that you were, you know, maybe first introduced to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was 2019. That was my first camp. That was in Huntington. And um, great spot. Yeah, yeah, it was in Huntington. And it was uh, Eddie was the, the coach. Eddie Soto was the coach at the time. And that was a week. It was unbelievable. My first time in that area. It was just like, wow. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Are the beaches like this everywhere in California? (laughs) (laughs) It was, I was just, I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was beautiful. Um, But uh, before that, there was this tournament here in Florida and that tournament, like a little, let's just call it a fit expo. There was a fit expo here where there was a lot of uh, Instagram fitness people coming down and there was this whole event going on. And uh, Francis Favaroff, um, he was hosting the Bahamas All-Stars. And I had known Francis from just like training with him, just training, that's it. Like he was, he, I knew him as the beach soccer guy that I trained with. I honestly didn't even know he was the assistant coach for the national team. And um, that, you know, he had played for so many years. I, I didn't know him like that. And he asked me, he's like, hey, look, we're having this uh, this thing. We're going to play at the Bahamas All-Stars. Do you want to be part of it? I said, great. Yeah, let's let's do it. It was two, two, two days in a row. Uh, we played the Bahamas All-Stars. I, I did a good job. You know, I first time playing beach soccer. I thought I, I did decently. These guys were humongous. Just hang huge. on, let me pause you right there. You said first time playing beach soccer. You you hop in against the Bahamas All Stars team. <laughs> yeah, these guys were just unbelievable, humongous. Like just moving me around, and I'm just like, wow. Like this this is a different level type of sport. Like I can't even move the ball. I can't even dribble right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I I guess I did I I did decent. And then Francis was like, hey, look, I think you did a great job. And we're having a camp in a couple months. And I said, okay, sounds good. I really didn't think much of it. I ended up getting invited. I was there for a week. That's when I met uh, Sandro. Uh, Sancho, not Sandro, Sancho. I met, um, yeah, Sancho. Um, who else? Weta was there, Tanner. Um, Gabe was there. Uh basically all the guys and then some other guys that you know Fudo who I guess isn't playing anymore uh Carlos Carlos or Oscar one of those two I'm not so sure. it was a mixed bag of like the current guys and then probably a handful of older players that have yeah, just been yeah. playing type deal. Yeah, exactly yeah. yeah it was it was a mixed bag and I that that I wasn't ready for like I I'll tell you myself like man I I was there I was a little confident I was like all right I've been doing this for a month now because I had <clears throat> <laughs> I got an email. I got an email saying like, "Oh, you've been invited." I was like, "All right, let me train." I was like on the volleyball court, <laughs> like just doing my own stuff. Getting after it as best you can. Yeah, I didn't know what to prepare for. Like honestly, I just was like, "All right, like you know, let me just work on my lift." Like then I a show solid up. place to start for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then I show up and I'm like, "Holy crap! These guys are doing bikes and flicking it and one twos in the air." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready for this." But then I also told Francis, look, I'm like this at the time, it was like my off season. So he, he was he was just asking me, he's like, look, can you commit to this? And I was like, this is my off season. I'm most likely going to go back into the, you know, to USL. And uh, he's like, all right, that's fine. So I go back. I think I end up going to Indy 11 at the, at the time. And whatever, I finish out the year. And that, that's when 2020 hits. That's when everything just kind of stops. I was at a contract with Indy 11 and uh, I was in the process of trying to look for a new team. And uh, yeah, so then everything stopped. Francis starts posting stories like, hey, look, we're getting this beach soccer thing going. 
And then I also see that he got hired as the head coach. I send him a text. Congratulations, Francis. Awesome job. Uh, didn't think anything of it. I wasn't trying to do anything. I say, hey, look, we're doing trainings in, in Miami. Come join us. And that's from there, just took off. And that's and now I'm here. Yeah. That is a great story. Uh, obviously not uh, from the respect of looking for another team, but in the respect yeah. of opportunity, you know, one door closed, one door open type deal. Exactly. Look, I, I, some people have asked me like, did you ever want to continue? I think I, I was at a point where I enjoyed and I, I was happy with what I did. I wanted to play professional soccer. You know, not many people can say they did that. Like even if it was not the highest level in America, but professional nonetheless, though. Exactly. Exactly. I was happy with what I did. I have no regrets, but being home for that 2020, being home, being back in Florida, being with my family, being with my girlfriend, just really was like, man, I miss this place. Like I'm really, I I love, as much as I love soccer and I love moving around and seeing new places, I've been able to experience so many new cities. There's nothing like home. And I was just like, man, I really miss this place. I kind of want to stay here. And I'm, I'm liking this beach soccer thing. It's like the two, the two things that I love, soccer and beach put together. It's just, it, it, was, it was like a good pathway, a good segue to the next thing in my, in my career. Definitely, man. Um, so I have to ask, based on you going into your first game with one month of experience on your belt, and then mm-hmm. obviously the switch up, right? Because Francis is hosting these trainings. He's getting you guys working like two to three, sometimes four, maybe times a week, like, yeah. How more well prepared did you feel heading into your, you know, the the camp leading into the the Concacaf qualifier, maybe? So I was I was still very, I guess, nervous. I was nervous and and excited because even though we still had those tournaments and um, you know I felt more and more confident with my ability and my technique and what I had been learning, tactics, all that stuff. I hadn't, we hadn't played together as a national team or I hadn't seen the level of those guys together, like against me mm-hmm. instead of just like everyone trickled in different teams. So I was, I was pretty nervous uh, leading up to the, to the camp. And then when I saw that my ability was, was pretty decent, like I was, I was doing, I was holding my own. Um I, it just it just got me more confident. Also, the the guys on the team were amazing. You know, they they really welcomed every new player, let's just say, into the squad, and you know, put their arms around us, and you know, we're really just helpful to you know, the dynamic and just saying, hey, look, we're we understand that you guys are in a place where you know this is your first time this, for some of you, so we'll help you as best as we can. You know, they they, they did that for us, especially because I don't I don't know. If you had this feeling or anyone playing, listening to this, like when you go from field to beach, like to the normal person, you'll think, oh, it's soccer. It's the same thing. You know, it is no shot. <laughs> no way. No way. Like just no, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work. Like you have to lift it. You have to play it in the air. You try to dribble it. You end up like your face on the sand. Like it's just Face on the sand is a real thing, 100. <laughs> it really is. You know, the first I remember my first few times trying to shoot the ball, and like it would end up on like a pocket or like a hole, and I just you know one of those shots like you just hit it and it's just picking it more into the sand, you know, and <laughs> you know, and it just sand just pops up. The sand just yeah, it's just one of those. And uh, so just learning all that stuff and then being able to actually play with the top guys in the nation and be like, okay, like I, I, I'm getting this. Like, I feel good. I feel confident going against these guys and being part of this group uh, was, was, was awesome. And once you get that confidence, you just, or at least for me, I just kept going with it. And, and then once we arrived at, at CONCACAF, I was, I was feeling really great. I was, I was like, I'm confident with my ability. I'm feeling that I have, I earned my spot in this team and um and it's just time to show it now. That's just time to perform. So speaking of confidence builder, going into the CONCACAF, you score the first goal of that tournament for the U.S. Yeah. I can't help. Like, how did that feel for you? Obviously, right? Like debut, yeah. first goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, I, I, I mean, I, I sound like I'm confident, but like that first game, I was nervous. I was 
nerves and excitement you know i wearing that crest for the first time man like how could you not exactly exactly you like you sit there and think you're like man i'm a national team i'm pre- i'm representing the usa like it was just an unbelievable feeling and like lining up and coming out like even though there was like no fans whatever you just you still feel the weight on your shoulder of i'm representing a nation so then going <laughs> so then i no, I didn't start that game. I was subbed in, which is perfectly fine with me. I was, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, no, I can't do this. And um, subbing in, and then I'm just like, all right. Once you get that first touch, like get that first scoop, and then you pass, and you're like, okay, we're good. Like you know, we're, feeling it. We're, we're buzzing now. We're buzzing. And um, I don't know. I just that first goal. I think Chris threw it to Sancho and then he did like a bike and I was just kind of like there you framed like the net yeah I remember man yeah. you framed the net you got in it was yeah nice. that was just I think that was just like that really calmed my nerves that really calmed my nerves I was like all right we're in this now uh we're the better team we're gonna win this game and we're gonna we're gonna qualify to the world cup the whole time I was even before the tournament uh Connor Connor Resende he uh he and I have been talking for the longest time. We're like, look, man, if we make this team, we're going to the World Cup. Like, there's no other way. I'm not doing this for not going to the World Cup. Like, we would look at each other in training and be like, we're going to the World Cup. Like, we're going to Russia. You got to like, manifest it, was, it bro. Like, you got to yeah, manifest we, it. Yeah, you, you really do. You have to manifest it. Like, we're going to the World Cup. Like, there's, like, look, Connor, Connor. Like, I would just look at him, Connor. Like, we're going to the World Cup. You just got to be like, Connor, I can't believe we're going to the World Cup, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. He'll, he'll tell you that. He, it was just me and him just, like, kind of like – Bro, like, I'm not doing this if we're not going to Russia. And then uh, the whole time when we were in Costa Rica, me, Fredo, and him would just joke around the whole time saying the same thing. Just like, we're going to World Cup. Like, like we're there's no other way that this is happening without us going there. Yeah. What do you feel like the toughest game was when y'all got there? Because there were a couple that I have in mind, but I'm interested to hear what you think personally. In uh, in Costa Rica or in, in Costa Rica first, yeah. Costa Rica, uh, let's see, we played Erickson Caicos, Trinidad and Tobago, Panama. El Salvador was really hard. Like, it was just one of those games. Like, I didn't know if we just played bad or it was really hard. But um, Costa Rica, we ended up losing in Costa Rica, but I didn't, I think we just kind of, I didn't think it was that hard. It was, I don't know. The, the it played out well in terms of like when y'all made it to the quarters for sure. Like ended up like because y'all played Mexico in that game. Like at first it probably was a little tense, but then once y'all started running with yeah. it, y'all ran with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico. Like at first, I think it was just one of those things that you we kind of got in our, or at least I did. I kind of got in our head like what's the USA Mexico rivalry? You know, like it, it's this is gonna be one of those games, scrappy. It's gonna it's gonna be you know dirty from mm. both sides. It's it's gonna go down to the wire. But then maybe in the beginning, like you said, it was like that. And then after that, we were like, man, we're, we're, we're better. Like buzzing. We, yeah. 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 Like, we could win this game. Like, let's go. Like, like this, they're not, they're not up for it. That's how I felt. The game I'm thinking about is the Panama game. You actually scored a goal in that game as well. Uh, it ended up four to three, but that game to me watching just looked yeah. a little tense. Like, yeah. cause y'all were battling real well. And then obviously, you know, Gabe came up clutch towards the end of that game. Oh, uh, that's when he scored that sick bike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, so he, yeah he came up clutch yeah. at the end, but that was the game that kind of got me. Cause I was like, you know, it seemed like both teams, you know, play very well and then y'all were just trying to figure each other's style out and then yeah, you know it that, was the team that, who could grind it out to the end yeah that was a good matchup that was a good matchup they had this this i think it was a number 10 small guy quick feet really good at creating plays for them it, it was it was good it was hard to figure them out that was you're right that was hard to figure them out i mean the other game that i thought for me personally was hard was trinidad and tobago Really? Because yeah. I had to I had to mark this big, big guy up top. Oh, dude, I, I forget his name right now, but it, it escapes me. But super tall, like athletic dude, like just yeah. huge. Lanky, big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, I mean, whether he did it on purpose or not, caught, caught elbow to the eye a few times. Oh, like gosh, I was like seeing man. stars. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was it was that was a hard game for me because I've never I mean, every other team that I had defended or every other player that I had defended to that point was like my size, maybe a little bigger or not, but this guy was like, I don't know, six, seven feet, just big lanky. His arms were like 
this, his hands were bigger than my head, just kind of pushing me off again, elbows to the face. And I was just, oh man, that was, that was, that was a tough one for me personally. Yeah, man. I mean, not to mention the CONCACAF, like y'all have a, there are a lot of top scorers that played in that tournament. Like Frank Velasquez, Leslie is a great player for the Bahamas. Like, I think yeah. the guy that you mentioned actually is probably the top scorer for Trinidad and Tobago on the, on the account that he can just bully people and turn and shoot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, now that you mentioned Bahamas, yeah, then Bahamas was just one of those teams that I was like, man, they're surprising. They're, they're, they're really, they're clicking. And then they, I think they were played Mexico. Yeah, they played Mexico in maybe quarters and, uh, we, we thought we were going to play them. I think they were up 3-0 or 4-0, something like that. Ridiculous. Mexico came like, back somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're leading to the third, and then they came back, and I was like, oh, man. And then we, luckily, we, as in a few guys from Florida, were able to play Bahamas. They came up here. Oh, yeah. Another all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. To an all-star game. We played them three days in a row. I was o- I was only available for two of them, and I was I was I was – really impressed i was really impressed they were very functional they knew what they were doing they executed very well and uh i like i like their star play and then michael who who played with us in the mbsl michael butler I, yeah the goalie yeah sick this guy was making some nasty saves and I was his like, reactions oh, are almost unmatched man yeah it doesn't yeah 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 but yeah bahamas and then um yeah, El Salvador, the last game, I think we just uh, we just either played bad. Yeah, it was a combination of playing bad and just mistakes, and, and then they just capitalized. They were, they were really good teams. Yeah. I mean, so both teams, legs are heavy. Y'all are playing in, in the final game of the tournament. And on top of that, y'all are both probably really excited, the fact that you're both going to Russia regardless. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that the game was lower level because of that, but, like, there's a lot of factors that attribute yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know. And it had to have been a little bit of, like, all right, we'll see you in Russia type deal uh, exactly. at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which you never want to – it's just one of – like you said, it's one of those tough things you never want to admit, but you're kind of – it's, like, in their head. It's, like, in, in both teams' heads, like, oh, we already made it, but you want to win the championship still. There's a lot of factors, yeah. It's just one of – yeah. Yeah, I can only speak for myself, for my teammates. I don't know how they felt, but like it was, I was just happy we were already qualified. I obviously wanted to win the. It was a battle nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, and I, I don't think anybody's questioning that. I just think like at the end of that game, like it was probably a hard pill to swallow, but also it's like we're going to Russia, like we have a chance to bounce back and like figure it out. So exactly, exactly. You got it on spot on. And so looking ahead. You know, we say we say all that. And like the fact that, again, the fact that we get to the World Cup, like the CONCACAF has t- tough competition, like we talked about. Like, so we, you know, USA gets to the World Cup and, you know, we're, we're running it back against Russia and Japan and or maybe not Russia. I think it was Japan, Paraguay. Japan and Paraguay. Sure. Yeah, Japan and Paraguay. Yeah, Japan and Paraguay. And then Russia being the host crowd. Right. So that that in its own has got to be a little bit like. For me, it would be frustrating, man. I'm going into them like we're playing the host crowd, like first yeah. game. Like that's got to be something. But I mean, how, how did that feel for you? Because there was obviously fans there. So they have their home crowd coming into that huge stadium. Yeah. Like, how was that? I mean, this stadium was just, I, well, I, okay. So compared to obviously CONCACAF, I was like, wow, this is a step up. And then compared to other stadiums I've been in, this is, I mean, this is, this was an amazing stadium. Like the way they set it up was just incredible. It just kind of closed in. You really feel the fans on top of you. Because they're all risen up. They're all risen up looking down at you. Almost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then one one side of the stadium was kind of like, let's say like um, how it is in uh, the, the Bombonera, the, the Boca Stadium, where mm-hmm. it's like a flat side. So it's like, it's almost like this wall is like overlooking you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so um playing russia at first like the when we were warming up i'm like thinking all right this is you know this is we're in the world cup now this the crowd doesn't um seem to be there as in like that you don't you don't really hear it and then when you step into the stadium we're like oh you're looking around it's like all right there's not that many people here and then I don't know if you saw, but like Putin, Putin gave like a speech like in the in the monitor and then the FIFA president gave a speech in the monitor. And then as we're like paying attention to those speeches, like you see more and more people trickle. People pouring in. 
pouring in little by little pouring in and i'm just like oh crap like this is <laughs> like this went from being like a neutral game let's just say to okay they're they're the home team and not to uh, mention they're a favorite to win the, the tournament right like yeah. rush there's a few teams that people are like all right these are one of the teams that are going to win this tournament and russia being one of them like yeah yeah and like and this being my this being my uh my first i guess beach again beach soccer experience my first year playing beach soccer one of the first things i did was google top teams like during this whole i'd say journey brazil came up russia came up japan came up so all these teams that were going to play or were about to play in this group literally that's all i've been googling for a year or youtubing and seeing highlights and seeing the way they play and seeing like the top players and all this so i'm like man it's it's actually a reality now. We're about to play Russia, this team that I've been, you know, looking at their style of play to, to learn more, to be able to understand the game. And um, I mean, I, I mean, I think the first few minutes I was, I was like a little nervous. I was like, man, this is, this is it. And then after that, you kind of just have to snap out of it and you're like, all right, we're in the world just cup. Get locked game. in. Yeah. yeah. Especially after, after I scored that goal, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, well, dude, you score again. <laughs> I, I think the first goal, right. If I'm not mistaken. And yeah. Dude, it was a banger. Like you're hitting it with your left foot, hitting off the crossbar, going in on arguably, you know, the best goalkeeper or one of the best goalkeepers. Like, yeah. dude, and, and if you weren't screaming, I'm sure everybody else on the sideline was for you, which I mean, I obviously saw how stoked you were. Yeah. Um, no, but- it, was, it was so funny because the, the day before at training, we, we uh, there was this play, whatever, that ball ended up on my left side and then I took a long touch forward and then I hit like a dime and it just hit the crossbar and out. It's like, ooh, and then some of the guys were like, okay, with the left foot. And I was like, <laughs> I have that in my pocket just in case. And then the next day I go and snipe it. And then it was the funniest thing because I snipe it and I'm the only one that like, I think maybe like the crowd didn't notice either, but like I snipe it in I turn around, I look at the bench and the bench is just like kind of looking at me and I'm just, and I kind of give one of these like shrugs, <laughs> like just like, you know, like I told you I had it in my pocket. Everybody's kind of like, just like, wow. <laughs> and he goes like, yo, yeah. we just and scored. Then, and then I see Nick and I'm just like, let me just run over to him and hug him. <laughs> Everybody seems like a little shocked that that went in. Oh, they had, uh, yeah, the, the 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 delayed reaction definitely after that, obviously. Um, but yeah. that no, I can't even imagine. So, <laughs> for for those who are listening and don't know, like we mentioned, Russia is definitely one of the top teams. Easily, yeah. they have the opportunity to have a league. They have um, so much talent coming through there, and and they have indoor sand facilities that they're able to practice on. You know, pretty much year round yeah. is yeah. what it looks like. So. Um, going into that game, uh, I th- ended up losing five to four, I think, ultimately yeah. heading into to extra time. And, you know, although that is a loss and y'all probably felt gutted, like everyone else that I've talked to that watched the game was like, that game was winnable for sure. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just uh, I think that game will forever. I don't know. I don't want to use the word haunt because it's just kind of like that's kind of negative or it just seems like it's just like hanging over your head. But it's just like one of those that you want to run it back, like run it back. Like we were right there. They they were not about it. Like they were really just either they were it's the first game. They took it lightly. They were expecting some uh, uh, like just say an old USA team as in like, you know, these guys will just walk over them. But we took it to them we challenged them and we were i think we were the better team until the end where oh my god the ref just called that foul and it was just like the most unbelievable one of those things that i'll never get over that is the toughest position to put both teams in right like i'm sure to some respect russia was just like laying into it to get the fouls but like to call that in that location for the final like yeah it's 10 seconds left you know i was thinking i was thinking already like all right we'll, we'll you know whatever happens here as in in the pks at least someone will come out with a point you know we'll still be in this group kind of thing i like adding it in my head like the group's still open and then he just lets that he just calls that and it's like man this guy is five like i don't know 15 yards away from the goal one of the top players in the world like 
you want to have confidence or you want to be like, all right, Chris is going to get this. But realistically, you're like, the, like man. odds are against you on that. On that respect. Yeah, like he's going to spot this in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 15 yeah. seconds left. I don't know what, what, could, what we could have done after that. Yeah. So gutted for sure. But I can't help but feel like that was like a positive momentum for the team. Because like, you know, you all, you all you know, made passes happen. Obviously took advantage of the chances you did have. Could have capitalized on chances that you couldn't, but I mean, teams say that all the time, right? Like that's yeah. that's just how it goes. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we we felt we felt good. Like the, the the team felt like the the vibes were good. Like you said, we definitely were. Man, we we they snuck away with that. We could have had that, but the team was feeling good. Like we just challenged Russia, one of the top three teams in the nation. I mean, in the world. So we we felt very positive going into the next the next few games. Yeah. Uh, yet another game in which. Man, winnable. That's that's like all I can say is just like winnable. Um, yeah, so you take on Ozu and his crew. Uh, you do grab another goal in that. So it, it's a loss, four to three. Um, you do pick up another goal there. So again, I, I, we're going back to our earlier conversation about how you weren't necessarily on the stat sheet. Like, can't help yeah. but look at some your name <laughs> popping up on the stat sheet now, which is great. It's good, you know. Whatever you have to say, I'll say for you. It's good to see some recognition for you. So thank you, man. Thank um, you. No, it, it it felt good. Like. I think I was just in the right areas and everything else was just my, the teammates like making it happen. Honestly. Um, Nico's humble. Everyone is listening. Humble guy. (laughs) No, it really was. I can't, I I, I can't say enough about them because I, I, you know, I, I do my job and then they set me up and they put me in positions to, all right, this is my time to just put it in, like slot it in for, for the team. And I was able to do that. So that's a great you know, mentality, man, honestly, like seriously. So um, heading into that game, I can't help but notice as I was watching the games, not even, the, you know, the one where you all played Japan necessarily, but when I was watching Japan play, Ozu looked like he remained on the field for like right, almost guy, the entire game. This guy, you got to test him. He, he, he might be a robot. You got to <laughs> put a metal detector on this guy because unbelievable. Like I'm, I consider myself a fit guy, a fit guy. <laughs> Like I consider myself always, always a fit guy, and I'm running up. I'm not even running up and down. I'm I'm doing one sprint, and I'm winded. I'm looking at the sideline. All right, who wants to sub? Who wants to sub? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, cool, calm, and collected. This bald goddess back there, just like always, <laughs> just calm and collected. Always made, made a sprint, runs back, gets the ball, starts dribbling with it. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like are you kidding me i can't even think right now i can't see straight because like there's no oxygen going in my head (laughs) and he's just like in there running out in and running in and i'm just oh my god it was unbelievable and also he's just one of those guys that i had googled looked up like unbelievable i think i know everything about this guy's life and be able to play with him. You wrote his Wikipedia page. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know, I know, I know everything. I know everything about him. I know his favorite food. No, no. <laughs> um, but to be able. No, to I hear him. you though, because he's like, he's like, when you type in beach soccer, and then the you know the the banner of top players pulls up, like he's one of them yeah, always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're when you're new to the sport, you want to learn from the best players. So I'm like looking up his what he does if he has space in the back he just lift and shoot so i'm like all right maybe i'll try that in trainings you know all this other stuff and just to be able to see him i'm like damn i'm going up against this guy like that's unbelievable like and then yeah it's just and then japan just they're so they were just so fit just so fit so strong and they just wear you down they really do they kept doing the same thing, same thing same thing same thing and then just eventually we they just snuck away with it again Again, like you said, winnable. One of those games that you just feel like you're in it, you're in it, you're in it. But then it's just those top teams have the ability to kind of keep you there, kind of keep you thinking like you're in this game, but we will win this game, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that, I think that's where us, our USA, that's the little pit of, men, I don't know if it's mentality, quality, whatever it may be, that we need to, we need to just step into that zone where it's like we're no longer thinking we're it's like winnable it's like we are winning this game and we're going to keep you at your place whoever we're playing the opponent you know so and and again japan another nation like you mentioned a top nation in beach soccer um who also has a japanese beach soccer league yeah. in which they are playing 
you know, consistently a multitude yeah. of teams. Ozu is actually a player coach. Yeah. So yeah. at some point when he is not able to make all of those runs, which probably could be 20 years from now, <laughs> he will likely take over as just solely the coach. But he, so he's a player coach. And so he already knows the ins and outs of what he needs to kind of build his team, I'd imagine. Yeah. So no, yeah, all of that, that checks out. That's, that's, the, that's the advantage of these nations. Like, man, like they, they have their leagues. They're constantly playing. Their players are constantly playing. So it's like it's really tough to compete against that especially like like you like like we both mentioned these guys like you you see them they do four to five sprints and you're thinking like how how is this possible well they're playing this game every day they're you know they have a league they're competing to the highest level in their nation all the time and even in europe when they do the euro league or whatever it may be they're competing against other nations um uh at the highest level all the time like right after the World Cup, they were doing that, uh, what is it, Euro Winners Cup, like two weeks after. Almost immediately, yeah. And it was just and like those teams were like, yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, or, like, you know, all right, the World Cup's over. This is the new tournament. Like, we're trying to win this now. And no wonder, like, they're, they are at the level that they are because they have those exposures and then they have, they have the ability to play those tournaments all the time. So, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we, we have to get that here or we have to build that here because – in order for us to compete, I feel like we, we have to be at that level as well to, to, to be able to, to say, you know, we're, we're ready for that, we're that step up. More playing opportunities at a high level. Like, I can't, I can't agree more with you. Like, yeah. that's, that's what's going to elevate. And, and I, I think it's in, the, it's in the right direction, right? Like, between yeah, the MBSL coming to fruition and, like, you know, I, I think more friendlies, like, that, that – MBSL all-star versus Bahamas all-star like friendlies yeah. like getting those players opportunities to play against that international competition is huge exactly uh, so you're yeah. you're definitely spot on with that I definitely agree um <clears throat> I want to ask too before we get into the Paraguay game how do you feel like because you primarily you are going in as a defender right is, is that yeah. typically where you go in so I mean on the field as in grass I played uh center mid Sure. Like an eight, like I was a box to box guy. So I remember Francis asking me, like, where do you feel comfortable playing on the on the sand? And in my head, I was like, look, honestly, I don't know enough to say. I don't know enough to say. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm definitely not the hold up guy, like the the the, the pivot guy up top. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not my strength. I could the wingers, yeah, sure, I could run it up and down. But I mean, Francis just was like, you know, like let me just keep you keep you back here because you're one of those guys who again do the dirty work and then when we need you to rotate up you'll rotate up i was like all right that sounds which is almost constant in beach soccer like the rotations right so exactly so it's like yes i will i I start as a defensive position but then since you're constantly rotating in beach soccer it's just one of those things that you you have to know every position in order to to have good chemistry yeah. Sure, sure. So I bring that up because the new rule got implemented and it was right around the time that these competitions were popping up and in which the goalkeeper has four seconds inside their half. So it's yeah. no longer inside their box. It's inside their half. Yeah, and yeah. I bring this up because I enjoyed seeing you play out the back because I think that you played well with Toth and the other defenders that there were. Sometimes I even found like Nick Pereira back there because him and Toth, when they when they want to waste time no waste time and it's yeah. it's pretty effortless almost but they're kings at that they're kings at that they know how to sure do but like with you i felt like you looked comfortable back there playing off toth knowing when he needed to get the ball off his foot and like he also is super talented in, in his own ways as well yeah. so maybe yeah. not often he needed that as much but you yourself looked comfortable in being that support role especially with this new rule coming out did you feel that as well yeah yeah so like you said in, in CONCACAF, we were, that rule wasn't a thing. So the way we played was completely different in CONCACAF there. We were like, all right, Chris, hold the ball as long as you want. And then when <laughs> someone presses you, we're, we're open. And then leading up to this, I think we had uh, possibly maybe two camps, which was a span of maybe a total of three weeks to train this. So right away, I knew, all right, I'm one of the guys starting with the ball in the back. And it wasn't a long conversation, but I, I remember in one of the trainings here in Fort Lauderdale, I asked Chris, I was like, look, how do, you, how do you want me to, when do you want me to ask for the ball? And he's like, look, if you're going to ask for it, just make sure that you want it. 
he, he's like, just make sure that you want it. And then if not, then I'll lift it. And I'm, you know, he's like, I'm good with my feet. I'll give it to the guys or I'll take a shot. And I was like, perfect. That's it. That's, that's all we need to know. That's all I need to know. We don't need to talk about this further. So whenever I got the ball from the back and uh, gave it to him and he was being pressed or the four seconds were counting down, it's just one of those things where you have to understand the game. All right. Let's just say it was a shit ball. I, I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it was a bad ball that I gave uh, Chris. That's one, two seconds right there where he needs to kind of maybe fix the ball or, you know, I, I maybe I should go near him or it was a ball that he got from another player that he needs help. You just have to really read the game and like, look, let me get close to him. Let me pick it up his feet and then we'll just restart those four seconds for him. Or it was those situations where you're like, all right, you know, Chris, go do your thing. You give him a nice ball and then he goes, takes a shot. So I personally, like you said, I like the rule. Like I like the rule because it does make the teams play more. Um, I do. I don't like the rule because like, <laughs> I loved, I loved, I loved having just Chris just kind of sit on the ball and just kind of, because he's so good at it. He, we did Everybody it. catch your breath for a second. <laughs> like so good at it. He really is. Because I remember against, I think this was against Mexico or I forgot what team in CONCACAF where he kind of sat on the ball and then the, the other team, I forgot what team it was, but they started pressing us. But me and him just started playing like tiki-taka in the back. <laughs> him the monkey me, in the, the middle would, man the guy yeah, would yeah. yeah the guy would come to me and then i'd be like all right i'm going back to chris and then he'd start running and then we just like oh this fool doesn't know what he's doing he's just like <laughs> he's just wasting his time so i do miss that but um but yeah you just have to know as a defender or as a as the guy in the back you have to know when to help out your your goalie when he needs the help and when he doesn't and when you when you have someone like chris back there most of the time you're like, oh, he's he's figured it out. Like there was a few times that he got pressed and he like kind of turned the player. And I was like, man, this guy, this guy's ballsy. But you trust him. You trust him mm-hmm. because he's he's one of the again. I think this was recently one of the top 100 players in the in the world. Or oh yeah, the, yeah. Him and uh, I think Nick Nick Pereira. Yeah, got on the list him and me. Nick Pereira. So it's like you trust them <laughs> to to like to do those things, or even if they mess up, you're 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 confident in them. So yeah, it's just one of those things that um you really have to read the game to know when to, to pick it up his feet or not. Yeah. Sure. So we get into this final game against Paraguay. Um, you know, there is at this point in time, like it's a slim chance, but a chance nonetheless that you all can move forward. I think Japan had to beat Russia yeah. and you all had to win against Paraguay in regulation. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of factors that were playing against y'all, but I, I wonder what that mentality looked like for you all as a team. Like how did y'all corral yourselves before that game? So we were, we were up for the challenge. Like, I mean, the, the players that I spoke to and the, the older guys uh, as well, um, everyone was really focused and ready for the game. What I thought we lacked was, again, those minutes in the sense that these teams, Paraguay, Japan, and all the, these nations, like, constantly playing and constantly having these uh, – these high level games, we were like, we had just finished two, two games, Russia and Japan, which was a high, high level for us for that Paraguay game. Our legs were just weren't there. Our legs just weren't there. Like I'll I'll be completely honest. Again, I consider myself one of the fittest guys just period. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling it. I was feeling it after the first period. I was like, man, I'm really tired. Like these guys look like they're either, on something or they're just they're just at that level where it's like they do this so constantly that this is just another game for them and um so our mentality was there i think the physical part just wasn't again because we were just missing those minutes that other other nations have sure and and then just everything they touched was going in it was unbelievable i don't know if you watched the game but it's like they oh yeah it was like an some of the nicest goals I'd seen in that tournament came out of that game from Paraguay. If I'm being honest, like it didn't, it was, it was, it was, it was hard. It was hard to be in one of those games because mentally you're, you're feeling it and you're like, all right, we're, we're in this. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, they hit you with an uppercut 
it's like okay it's okay no no matter what we're still we're still in it bam they touch another ball it's an upper 90 goal i'm like what is going on all right we're still in this let's go bam another goal it's like what like how can you it's you're just in one of those cycles where you just can't stop it no matter what you do no matter how you come out there was a point that i think francis had um a lineup where it was just like let's just call it workhorses like mm-hmm. it was just like the guys that were going to sprint and press and but bam they just kept scoring and scoring and no matter what we did it was just going in and um yeah it was just mentally we were just like wow like we're not we're not winning this game and physically again we were just like wow like this paraguay team just came out and just hit us in the gut like we just we didn't recover from it and and we talk about earlier how beach soccer and soccer on a field, a flat surface, are different for sure. But in that way that you just described, they are so similar, right? Like you can yeah. get that feeling in, in any soccer, really. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Especially like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, like the five-minute rule where it's like all the goals that are ever scored in, 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 a, in a big field or in an 11-a-side game are within the first five minutes – five minutes before the half, five minutes, five minutes after, the half, after the half, five minutes before the full time or five minutes after a goal is scored. Right. So it's like in, 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 in big soccer, or like in 11 aside, mm-hmm. um, you look out for those, you look out for those moments. All right. We just got scored on these next five minutes have to be spot on. Or if not like statistically, that's when another goal comes in. There's such a shift in the energy, right? Like, cause you know, going in, like you always get told at halftime, like, Hey, if you're up by two, one, that's likely the most dangerous lead in soccer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're up two to one, they score a goal. They instantly claim momentum. Yeah. Like, it, exactly. And you feel it. Exactly. So then translating that to beach, it's even, I, I don't know the, the stats or whatever. It's even, I guess a higher percentage because in beach, anything can happen oh like my you, can gosh. Be, you can be clearing a ball and then all of a sudden you'll see it takes a sick head. bounce it goes over the goalie like yeah yeah so like that five minute rule is probably like a minute in beach because like anything can happen at any moment so and, and there's that, three periods <laughs> exactly exactly so that's how that's how i felt in there i don't know about the other guys but that's how i felt in there i was like all right i kind of like was like we just got scored on all right five minute rule let's just Put out let's let's put out a strong performance right now and then just bah, they just kept hitting it bah, bah, and i was like man we're being rocked right now like it just it just felt like one of those games you, you couldn't do anything about no matter what you tried you couldn't do anything about but to end it on a positive note there were a lot of moments that were great takeaways right so like the one goal where everyone touched the ball and paraguay yeah. couldn't do anything to defend it like that was a that was a beautiful moment and something that, that I think and hope that you all took that away. Like oh yeah, of course, of course. That was that was an amazing goal. It's, no, and and obviously, like even though they just kept pounding it in, I was really proud of the guys because we really never gave up. We were like we were like we had that fighting spirit. It was like no matter what the score is, like we're not gonna give up. We're here, and this is the last game. We're just gonna give it our all. And that that last goal was just unbelievable. Like I feel like that right there is a culmination of like all the hard work that Francis, Benny, all the guys like that shows like a little glimpse of like what U.S. soccer or U.S.B. soccer is and can be. And um, that was just a beautiful goal. Like Chris to me, to Gabe, I think Gabe back to Chris and me, then Tanner, Tanner to me and then Sandro. Like it was just unbelievable. Like and then, and then again, you're like, you're thinking about it right now. And I'm thinking like, man, only if we could have done that more. And it kind of gets you excited to like, all right, like when's the next time that I can meet up with these guys and we can link up like make that those again. connections again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, 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 it's a goal that, you know, kind of gives you a bit of excitement for the future of, of, of beach soccer, of US beach soccer. Yeah. So before we cap out here, Nico, the only thing I wanted to ask you towards the end just to cap this off is now that you're, you know, your career path went down a different way, which is to me, obviously being a huge fan of beach soccer, I'm stoked that you're playing and you're doing all the great things that you're doing. Um, how, what goals do you have set for yourself maybe or the team that you wouldn't mind sharing with us now when it comes to beach soccer? 
Um, well, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> and to be honest, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, look, uh, for, I guess for us soccer, like, look, hopefully we get more tournaments and more uh, exposure, you know, get invited to these, these big tournaments, I don't know, uh, the Dubai tournaments and all that stuff so that, you know, the more that we see each other and the more that we're able to put in young blood into the, into the, the pool, the better for the, for the for the for beach soccer because look i mean all these nations are able to to play these tournaments and like for example i i think it was portugal or some team i i forgot what they didn't take maybe they took like two players that they took to the world cup because the rest was like new guys like look we have to filter in and they only have those possibilities by going to these tournaments so hopefully for us it's like u.s soccer is able to if you're listening to this podcast, US <laughs> you're able to give us these opportunities to go to these tournaments so that, you know, we can always not, not as in, how do I explain this? I'm not saying I'm a veteran, but we can bring new guys in, even if it means that, hey, Nico, you're not going to this uh, tournament. All right, that's fine. As long as you bring new people in and then the pool grows, it grows and grows. And then you have this refined big pool of players that you can choose from and you could be like, all right, now we can take the best, best group that we can to these tournaments, to these World Cup, the qualifiers. And hopefully that's the path that we're headed to. And hopefully U.S. soccer, I know like a lot of, Francis was telling me a lot of um, executives, FIFA executives, beach soccer, worldwide executives were coming up to him after the Russia game, after the tournaments that, you know, wow, you guys weren't the U.S. soccer team that um, we had witnessed before. You guys really took a leap up uh, on the world stage. And in order for us to continue to take that leap, I think we need more exposure. Like you said, we need these league, uh, we need to set up a league here, or we need to set up some type of structure here that we're, means that we're constantly playing soccer uh, or beach soccer. And then for the NBSL, I know Aldo, who's, who's taking care of that, you know, he's, he's has something cooked up, like he wants to do tournaments like throughout the nation. And possibly tournaments like, you know, NPSL All-Stars going to the Bahamas, going to Costa Rica, going to all these other uh, nations, going to Mexico, playing against them so that we can be playing at a consistent basis so that the players, if it's not U.S. soccer, at least the players can be having those minutes, constant minutes. So when those tournaments do come around, we're prepared. 100%, man. Any personal goals for yourself? I mean, look, uh, uh, we're, we, we've got what two a day trainings. I think I, I, yeah, we got two a day trainings and then I've, I've been doing a foot volley. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you play with Martine and them. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing a little bit of foot volley and, um, just to work on my touch, but like personal goals, let's just say, Hmm, that's a tough one. I guess just go back to the World Cup. <laughs> that's a solid personal goal. That's a yeah. that's a solid personal goal. Literally, just go back to the World Cup. Like, I, yeah, I I thought I thought about this the other day. I was like, kind of just it's one of those bittersweet, or you kind of want to go back, or like I said earlier, run it back. Um, and if I'm able to be part of a team of a U.S. soccer team again and be able to go to qualifiers and possibly qualify to the world cup, then that, those are my, my goals. That's, that's all I, I look forward to. And if not, then that's fine with me. But as long as I would help grow this sport, spread the, spread the word, then that's also. Yeah, man. Spread the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, Nico, dude, I appreciate your time. Uh, Definitely love everything that we had the chance to talk about, man. I'm excited to see, this sport continue to grow, like you mentioned, but also to see U.S. soccer continue to develop and, and get to where we deserve to be type deal. So, again, Nico, man, I appreciate you. Uh, I look forward to meeting up with you probably in Miami because uh, it looks like in January there's another MBSL event just got released. Yeah, so hopefully, man. That'll be pretty great. pumped about that. So I'd love yeah. to see you again. Um, but, yeah, man. Hey, man I, I, I can't wait till there's one in California. Dude, I, you got to come <laughs> out here, man, 100%. More than welcome. I know, man. I honestly, I, 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 after Huntington, I mean, I'm not sure if all of California is like that, but after Huntington, I was like, man, I got to go back to this place. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, it's we gotta speak fire. to Aldo. We gotta speak to Aldo to set one up over there. Yeah, Aldo, since I know you're listening, uh, yeah, you gotta switch it up, man. <laughs> but uh, Nico, man, I appreciate you, uh, and thanks for coming on, man. No, no problem. Thank you for having me, everybody listening. Hey, keep listening. This is this is the way that um, we're gonna again spread the sand and you know keep the sport growing. So thanks, guys.